This is Mortgage Lending Mastery. Get the knowledge you need from America's mortgage mentor with more than 35 years of experience and over $1 billion in lifetime fundings. You'll learn to advance your mortgage practice quickly and efficiently. Also, be sure to check out Jen's book, Launch, How to Take Your Business to New Heights. Available on Amazon. For a signed copy, contact Jen at jenduplessis.com. Now, here is certified mortgage planner and CEO of Kinetic Spark Consulting, Jen Duplessis. Hi, everyone, and welcome back to Mortgage Lending Mastery. I am so excited for our guest here today, Tiffany Toombs, who is the founder of Blue Lotus Mind. And I know you're probably thinking, my gosh, you know, we've had a lot of our podcasts lately have been about mindset, right, and mindfulness and, and all the things that go with that. But it's really, really important at this time of the year as you're putting together your business plans for next year that... Um, you're in the right space, right? In your head, you're getting that checkup from the neck up so that um, you can put your plan better uh, together better once you've gotten, had the opportunity to go through mindfulness, mindset, and then into that tactical, you know, the tactical part of your business. So I want to, I want to uh, take this moment to introduce Tiffany. She's an international speaker and a leading expert on rewiring the unconscious mind for success and tapping into your personal potential, which is so up our alley, right? Everything that we talk about on, on this podcast is about personal and professional development and sort of that rewiring, that lizard brain that we have. Um, she is the author of a book called Stop Being a Selfish Bitch, A Comprehensive Guide to Living Your Best Life Through Radical Self-Love, a self-help book that sold over 500 copies in its first month alone. Um, and so what she does is um, she helps her, her clients uh, participate in an experience that, that provides these undeniable results that we can truly have these major, major breakthroughs, right, in our, in our lives so that we can get these limiting beliefs out of the way and actually be successful. So Tiffany, thank you for joining us today. Um, so happy to have you on the show. Thanks, Jen. I'm excited to be here. Yeah. So let's just kind of get started with, I want to, I really want to go after some points that you and I talked about offline about how we want to, you know, how, how uh, we want to move forward, move forward with some of these, just these, some of these points that we're talking about. Gosh, I'm having one of those days. So I want to talk first about, and then we'll get back to your book and we'll get back to um, your podcast as well. But I want to talk um, specifically about the importance of intention and why you feel that this is like a number one thing that people are lacking today as they're moving forward, you know, in their, their lives and in their businesses. So can you talk to us about the importance of intention? Absolutely. So for me, if I look back on my life, the times where I was the most lost or the most stuck or had the most amount of challenge, I was acting from a place completely lacking intention. I had no idea why I was doing what I was doing. And I was just making choices based on what felt good in the moment kind of jumping at any shiny object. And it was when I discovered that I was lacking intention that everything changed for me. I like to think of life like a road trip. And if you don't have intention, then you don't know where you're going. And if you don't know where you're going, then you don't know what roads to take. You don't know how to get there. And I think 
lacking intention is what keeps so many people caught in this rat race or in the hamster wheel of life where they feel like they're spinning their wheels and they're not really getting anywhere that they want to go because they haven't clearly defined where it is that they want to go. The very first personal development book I ever read, my mom gave me when I was 13, it was The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People. Mm -hmm. And the only habit that I remember, the one that has stuck in my mind since the day that I was forced to read that book was um, begin with the end in mind. And so for me, that's like, we need to do that in absolutely everything that we do. With my clients, we look at beginning with the end in mind when it comes to your life. Like what is the legacy? When you're on your deathbed, what is it that you want to be leaving behind? And how do we reverse engineer your life to make sure that you get there? If you're setting a goal, whether it's a health goal or a business goal or a relationship goal, you have to know what you're shooting for, your, you know, your life KPIs, so to speak. Uh-huh. Because if you don't know, if you don't know what you're shooting for, how do you ever know how to get there and when you get there? So that's really for me where intention is so important is that it gives meaning to everything that we do. And for, for me, I've also found that it makes life so much easier. It makes decision making easier. It makes being motivated easier. Everything is easier. Yeah. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, you know, we're, we have very similar philosophies. I think we use different words, but we had the very, a very same uh, philosophy on, on what we're thinking behind this. My, mine's more that a life with values adds value everywhere in your life. And if you can align your values with your life, then you have that purpose, you know, so, sort of that on purpose life, right? And that intention is there and it allows for more discipline, you know, to get you to where you want to go. It's funny, you were making this comment about something and it reminded me of something I um, talk about in some, in some places when I remember it. But, you know, it's, it's the, you said the rat race and being in the, you know, the hamster wheel. Um, I always think of activities. A lot of people do a lot of activities um, like eating soup with a fork, right? <laughs> And they come home and they're exhausted because they've been eating the soup with a fork all day. And they got there because they didn't have intention, right? They didn't have a plan for themselves. So um, what do you think then is the number one reason that people can't figure out? Because basically what you're saying is they don't have their why. Why is it that people can't do, can't figure out their why? They just kind of like, I kind of know my why. And then what, what do you have? Do you have a couple of little tips on how we could start going down that path of deciphering their why? Yeah, I, I actually don't think of intention as the why. Like I know a lot of thought leaders and people in the personal development and self-help space talk about figuring out your why. What I've personally found is that the why is more like the fuel that we put in the car to drive us to the destination and the intention is the destination, right? It's like the legacy, like ultimately, yeah. what, what you want to do in life. And the reason why I say that the why and the intention are different is because in my experience with my clients is that the fuel that you put in the car changes, right? Sometimes you're going to go to a shell. Sometimes you're going to go to mm-hmm. uh, you know, an Amway or Amco or whatever it's called. Um, Seneca. And yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah. You're, you know, you're going to pull into different gas stations depending on what you find and what state you're in and, and what part of the world you're in. And so what I found was that I had all these empty nesters coming to me to, to get some work done on their mindset because 
their kids had left and their kids had been their why up until that point. And right. now all of a sudden their kids had their own life mm-hmm. and they felt like their life was suddenly lacking meaning and lacking purpose. And so for me, the intention is really more, what is your purpose in this life? Let's figure out what your purpose is. And then, you know, you can use your kids as a driving factor, right? Like my, my mission in this life, my purpose is to empower 1 million people to live an intentional life that's aligned with the truth of their soul. Uh If you ask me why I want to do that, well, it's so that I'm changing the world. So it's a better place because I honestly believe that when people are living a life of intention that is aligned with their soul, there will be less bullying. There will be less domestic violence. There will be less depression, anxiety, mental health issue. The world will be a better place because people are living in alignment. And I think that all of those things, the bullying, the abuse, the wars, the, the, you know, the haters, all of that stuff comes from not being in alignment with who you are at your deepest core level. So to come back to your question of how do we figure out our intention, it's, it's, it's a bit of a journey. So I, I get my clients to close their eyes and to picture themselves as a fly on the wall at their funeral. And just to really start to get a sense of why are people there? Are they, are they people at your funeral because they have to be because it's the proper thing to do? Or are they there to celebrate your life because you've made such an impact on them? And then what is that impact that you've left behind? Mm-hmm. So, and I, I have a worksheet that goes along with this with my clients and I just tell them to keep coming back to it, keep exploring it because the more that you explore this intention and the more that you explore this aspect of your life, um, the more that you explore this aspect of your life, the more clear it's going to become, right? The first time I sat down and did this, this worksheet, it was, well, I just, I really like helping people. And then it became, well, it's not really helping people. I really like empowering people to step into their own power. And I like empowering people to let go of their own limiting beliefs and their own self-sabotage and their own negative self-talk. And then out of that came the intention as I currently speak it in that it's about empowering people to live an intentional life. So knowing that you're not going to get it right or the the wording doesn't so much matter. It's the feeling, Mm -hmm. right? It's what is that feeling that I want to leave behind? What is that impact that I want to have in the world? And how do I go about creating that every single day? And then to talk about the values that, that you said that you talk about, I, I also get them to look at what are your core values in life? What, what are the things that are important to you? For me, it's integrity, authenticity, helping people, laughing and creating and playing. And those really become the mile markers on the journey. So you can look at your values every day and say, okay, was I totally authentic? Was I, did I live in integrity? Did I help someone? And the days when I can say yes to everything on my core values list, then I know that I've taken, I've had forward progression towards reaching my legacy. And any day that I'm like, mm, maybe I, you know, I don't, I didn't really help anybody today, or I didn't really laugh and play, then I know that I've taken a detour off of the most direct path to my legacy, and it's time to get back on track. So I think it really all fits together. I just have a different 
model of looking. Yeah, I love it. I know I love it. I love the analogy. Okay, so let's let's talk about the words because you mentioned, you know, it's not really about the words because they'll kind of come along as you visit this over and over again. But one of the things that you wanted to talk about today was how our words create our reality. And I imagine that's some self-talk, right, as well. So expand on that a little bit for us as it relates to this intention that we're, you know, the importance of creating that intention. So I think it's important for people to recognize first that there is no one reality. We talk about, oh, you know, get real or in reality, except we each have our own reality that's filtered by our belief systems, our experiences, and our emotions. And that reality largely starts with the words that we choose to say both to ourselves and to other people. Mm-hmm. So if you, you know, if you say to me, how, how are you? And I say, I'm good. Then I paint a reality that's good. And if I say, eh, then I paint a reality that's eh. And yeah. if I say I'm amazing or I'm getting better every day, then I paint a reality that's in alignment with those pictures or with those words. And I, I think what I really want people to know is that the words that you use either give you choice or they take it away. Mm-hmm. Right. So if somebody says to me, oh, well, it's, it's awesome that you've been successful or that you've been able to travel the world or that you've been able to do this or this, or write a book or come up with your intention, then, but I can't, right? I just, I can't, I can't find my intention. What it does is it closes down the part of the brain that we call the reticular activating system. This is the filtering part of the brain. And it filters some information out so that you never see it, even though it's staring at you, right? right? It's right there looking at you. You filter it out and you don't even see it. So for a lot of people, their intention could be staring them in the face. The thing is, is that they just keep telling themselves, well, I don't know it, or I, I can't think of it, or I can't meditate, so then I can't do this, this exercise to figure out my intention. And so I think when we go into a place of I can't or why me, then it really takes away our choice. And if we learn to just tweak the language that we're using and say things slightly differently, instead of, I can't afford this, how can I? Right. What, do I what do I need to do to get the money or the time or the information to be able to do whatever it is that I want? Because ultimately, that's the difference between people who are highly successful and people who are stuck in a life that they don't necessarily want is just the words that they use to describe their situation. I have a mentor who will never tell you he's having a bad day. Even if he is having like the worst rock bottom day and you ask how he's doing, his response will be, I'm getting better all the time. Yeah. 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 I have a friend who says, you know, I say, how are you? And I already know the answer. Great and grateful. And, Mm -hmm. um, you know, and I, and it is, it, it's, it's all about that, you know, self-talk. I have a, I have another colleague who just recently shared something in a, in a retreat and there are a couple of phrases, you know, but it, it really stems back to what you were just saying. I can't versus how can I is that we all have a tendency to also, especially in this, this world of busyness and, and it's a glorification of whoever's busiest, which I think is silly, but, um, mm-hmm. is I have to. You know, I have to make phone calls. I have to take my kids to this um, event. I have to work on this project, right? And changing that to I get to. I get to work on this project because I have a job. I get to take my kids because I have time with them. Yeah. And later I have time with them. And just a very simple change 
you know, I get to clean my house because I have one. Yeah. Right? And I want to, and I want to, right. I, yeah. I want to clean my house because this matters to me. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. have to do anything. It's the same with, um, I ran a workshop recently and people kept saying, well, I don't have time. And I said, okay, we're going to change this mm-hmm. to, it's not a priority because the truth is that you do have time to do the things that are important to you. You're just not prioritizing this. Right. And then we, we looked at, you know, where is your time going? If you hit the snooze button three times in the morning, the average person hits the snooze button three times every day. Wow. That, if you add that up over a year, that's six days that you've lost from your life just by hitting snooze because you choose not to get up in the morning. Or, you know, how much time do you spend scrolling through social media? Mm-hmm. Or, you know, the average American household watches five hours of TV a night. Well, if you have time, watch TV or to scroll through social media, then you have time to listen to a podcast or to pick up a book. Yeah. I had a client say to me, I have no idea how you get so much stuff done. Like you (laughs) learn so much. And I'm like, it's because when I'm out walking the dog or I'm cooking dinner or I'm driving somewhere, I'm not listening to music. I'm not, you know, we have on audiobooks, we have on podcasts all the time. I, I find like those little blocks of like downtime where you just have white noise playing and I make, I use that purposefully. I use it intentionally, right? It comes back to intention again. My intention is to keep learning. So, and I think it gets to discipline too. I mean, it's the discipline of value, value, valuing your goals, your values, right? Valuing your values and your core principles um, to the extent that, you know, you have to be selfish with them, right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> you have to be selfish with them. And I think that intention, you know, at least for me, because people say that to me a lot too, is like, how do you get it all done? And it's about creating sticky habits too. You know, mm-hmm. you can't, you can't lose weight, stop smoking, stop drinking, see friends more often, you know, all those things at one time, you have to create these little sticky habits. And what you're talking about is one little sticky habit that says, when I have a breath of fresh air, when I have um, 10 minutes I'm waiting at the doctor's appointment, you know, doctor's office, instead of reading the People magazine or some smutty magazine, maybe I could be listening to a podcast, right? Maybe I could mm-hmm. be um, reading 10 pages of a book. It's yeah. those, little, those little insignificant things that, you know, really help us with, um, with the time management. Okay. So then how does this lead then into letting go of this self sabotage? So we already, we already know that we're, we have the self-talk that needs to be recalibrated and rewired, but when it gets to the self sabotage and you find that you're sucking yourself back into it, how do you let go? I think so. I mean, it does come back to intention. So taking that intentional time to sit down at the end of every day and say, what behaviors did I engage in today that were in alignment with where I want to go and celebrate the good ones and then recognize Mm -hmm. the reactions or the behaviors that weren't in alignment with what you want to create. And then also recognizing that your behavior is a symptom of your belief systems. And so I think where a lot of people get stuck in self-sabotage and can't find their way out was, or is that they focus on the behavior, right? So I'm not going to the gym enough. I'm not scrolling through social media too much. I'm procrastinating. I'm dating the wrong people. I'm not making the phone calls in my business. 
And so they attempt to force change of the behavior. And really, it's like going out into your garden with the intention to weed, but just snipping the weeds where the stem meets the soil. It doesn't actually get rid of the root of the problem. And with my clients, what we do is we sit down and we say, okay, here's the presenting problem. It's that you're procrastinating. When we dig below the surface, what's underneath it? And a lot of times it's that they've been criticized or they are a perfectionist or they don't feel worthy. And so those are the things that we need to address. We need to address that deeper stuff. Like we have to do the inner work to get to where it is that we want to go. We have to be willing to get uncomfortable to make that change, to look at our skeletons, to stop running away from our demons and to turn around and face them and say, hey, okay, you're there. You're never going to go away. So my choices are either to keep running from you my entire life, which gets exhausting, Mm -hmm. right? This is why people burn out is because they're constantly running away from the stuff that they don't want to face and then dragging around the, the bag of negative emotions that comes with that. Or we can stop and face it, be uncomfortable for a really short period of time and experience a whole new type of life that I never even knew existed. Yeah, I love that. I, I absolutely love that. So, you know, this, this topic is coming up quite a bit, um, you know, everywhere, everywhere that I am, every conference, every podcast, honestly, um, every radio show, every internet TV show, everything, it's coming it's coming up so much, but why do you think this has become such, there's such a, uh, a light that's being sh- shown on limiting beliefs and working on the inner you? Where do, where do you think this is stemming from that it's such a big issue in business, particularly right now? I think it's just that we're like a, on a societal level, we're going through a change where we recognize that the way things have always been done, the pushing through the digging our heels in, it it doesn't necessarily work. Mm -hmm. And it takes a lot more, you know, we talk about discipline and absolutely you need discipline in a lot of ways. And at the same time, like discipline requires your conscious mind to be fully engaged. And it's discipline and willpower is about the conscious mind overpowering the unconscious mind. Well, your conscious mind's capacity is only 4% and your unconscious mind is 96%. So when you're, it's like taking a very, very small minority and attempting to make it control the majority all the time. And it's just, that's not possible. So I think people are starting to recognize that there's a better way. I think there's a little bit of a a consciousness awakening, like some of these Eastern practices around meditation and around journaling and around self-reflection and Mm -hmm. silence and solitude. There's something to that right? Like maybe the monks had it right and they know something that we don't and that it's okay to explore it without it taking away our power or our, you know, if you're a man without taking away your manliness when you've got buff, like very masculine men, like your Ed Milets or your Tim Ferriss or your Tony Robbins talking about how it's okay to look inside and like look at your emotions. It makes it more accessible for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, and I also think, I mean, this is my personal opinion, but I also think that that's important too. I know it is for my husband from a faith perspective, because I'm very faith forward, um, you know, is that he was attending a series. In fact, it continues to go on year after year now, a series of, you know, guys getting together 
um, having beers, right? And, and it's called uh, Saints and Suds. <laughs> Saints it. and Suds, right? Not not you know studs. It's Saints and Suds where they're having you know having a beer and they have all these speakers come in. But the whole the whole um, the whole topic, the overriding topic of this thing is the man in you, right? And, and everything's about that, the man in you. It's discovering the man inside of you so that you can be the leader of your household, you know, from a faith perspective. And that's important in my faith, okay? It doesn't mean it has to be in everybody's, but I really encourage that with men is to really um, open up and be more vulnerable as women are trying to be more vulnerable in a different way right now. Uh, we're mm -hmm. trying to be more vulnerable and not come from a place of scarcity, but a place of abundance where... Um, we're letting our light shine where it's been co so coveted, uh, not for the same reasons, but because, you know, we need to stand up and, and, you know, stand up for ourselves. So I, I absolutely love, you know, all that you're, all that you're saying. So, so I want to ask you a couple questions about your, so first of all, you have a podcast called Take mm -hmm. the Leap, right? Yes. Um, which is very similar to a book about, about leaping, um, and uh, so I know exactly what that content is. You know, it's just kind of, you know, letting yourself go and letting yourself be and um, let go and let yourself, right? Remember that phrase, let go and let God? And, and we need to do that, but it's also let go and let yourself. Yeah. You know, let yourself be. Um, so uh, how, so is that on iTunes and stuff? Can people find that? And I'm sure we'll put the links in here as well, but um, tell us a little bit about why you decided to do a podcast. Um, I. I think it just makes information easier for people. I think there is a little bit, you know, with that consciousness or with that awakening that people are recognizing, like I can use my commute. It, it doesn't have to be dead time. I can listen to podcasts and things. And right. I, do, I do, do a lot of videos and a lot of written content. And I just felt that I could access a greater audience and impact more lives if I, if I brought in the podcast. Right. Um, and it is about looking at people who have been successful in any area of their life, whether that's relationships or health or finances or career or spirituality. And they have some insight about how to just take that leap. I, yeah. Um, yeah. The, the breakdown that I had in my life that ultimately became my breakthrough and helped me recognize that I had been playing small and I hadn't been living a life of intention or purpose. And I'd, I'd been settling literally in every area of my life. I went out and I got this tattoo on my shoulder to remind me, I look, it's on my collarbone. I see it every morning and it says she took a leap of faith and grew her wings on the way down. And really that's where take the leap comes from is you're never going to have all the money. You're never going to have the perfect timing, all the knowledge, all the confidence, all the resources. You're never going to have every piece of the puzzle that you need mm -hmm. to be successful. And we just need to take action. We just need to take that step and then see where, how the horizon changes, gather some more information, gather some more resources, and then take the next step. So it's looking at people who have gone on this journey, who have taken their own leap and the lessons that they've learned and the insights that they want to share, as well as the mindset, the mindset side of things and how, you know, people can align their mindset to prepare them to take that leap or to, you know, to keep working on themselves as they grow their own wings. Yep. Yep. That's called stop talking, take action, get results. There you go. See, we're so, we're so aligned. Like I know it's crazy. With intention. It's crazy. Um, okay. And so your book, um, 
you know, about, it's actually counterintuitive, right? Because it, it, I know it's called stop being a selfish bitch, but, but it's actually start being one, right? In, in a certain nice way. But tell us mm. a little bit about the book and how can we find your book? So it is on Amazon. You can also go to my website and find the links through to Amazon. Um, okay. I, I wrote the book. It really, Stop Being a Selfish Bitch started out as a personal project where I had just gone through a major business loss. I'd been in business with some narcissists and um, through a, a series of unfortunate and what I now look at again as fortunate events, I was forced to resign from the business due to some shady dealings. and. I went through a soul searching process. That was, I was living in Australia at the time. As I was forced to resign, I lost my work visa. So I had to move back to North America. And I went through a soul searching period of, I really feel called to set up my coaching business and just go all in on my coaching business. I don't know, you know, I'm, I'm moving back to a place where I haven't been for eight years. I never expected to move home. So my networks are completely dead can I actually like make a living out of this? Can I support myself fully out of this or should this just continue to be my side hobby? And I had friends and family members telling me, you know, the timing's not good. We're still in a recession. It's a really conservative uh, mindset here. People don't want to look at their emotions. You'd make a really good receptionist. And I was just like, ah. and every time I went on Indeed to look at the job listings, I could just feel like my soul dying a little bit. And so I was journaling one day and I said to myself, I know that what I do changes lives. I have seen people physically, emotionally, energetically, spiritually completely transform in front of me as they heal the wounds from their past. They let go of that emotional baggage and they start stepping into their power. I know that. And so I realized in that moment that where I'd been called selfish and a bitch so many times in my life for following my heart. That if I gave into this expectation from other people, if I gave into my fear, my self-doubt, that those people who were out there waiting to find me to help them, help give them the tools that they needed to change their lives, they may never find that because I gave into my fear. And so for me, the whole project became about what if I just put my fear and my self-doubt in a box, I put it up on a shelf for one year? What if I just, for one, 365 days, just believed in myself fully, went all in, how many lives would I change? I can always, you know, if I don't change any lives, I can always go back to that box. I can pull it down. I can go back to living that life. But what if I just gave myself one year? And so what was my personal project became the book where I talk about, here's the challenges that you're going to have to overcome. And here's some steps that you can take to put you on the right track to give you the most chance of success. Because in that one year, I wrote a book, I launched a podcast, I worked with 155 clients one-on-one, I presented to over 600 people, I, you know, had, uh, I had one article go viral online, it had over 100,000 views and over 16,000 shares. And so that was like my confirmation and my validation of absolutely you need to keep doing what your soul tells you being in a place of self-love, which some people might look at as you being a self selfish bitch, but really it's, it's a place of self-love and intention and following your purpose. Right. Right. And as we were talking offline a little bit, it's about taking care of yourself first. Absolutely. Can make the impact on others and serve that intention and, you know, purpose in your life. Absolutely. Um, you just can't take care of other people when you're not taking care of yourself, you know? 
Yeah, I absolutely love that. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure having you on here today. I thank you so much for sharing this because, you know, this is stuff that I feel needs to be repeated over and over from a multitude of different people in a lot of different ways so that it sinks in with everyone because it's such a big issue right now. It just Mm. is. And I, I just, uh, I don't know if it's, we're all just so damn busy uh, you know, <laughs> we're all competing with one another. Um, you know, if, if fa- somebody f- posts something on Facebook and you think, oh my gosh, well, their life's wonderful. Mine's horrible. It's probably not the case, but it's what we're seeing. And so we're doubting ourselves and we're saying, well, they're worthy and I'm not. And I mean, it's almost, it's like anti-social media, right? Because it's creating um, this horrible yeah. life for all of us. And I, I just hope that everybody, you know, if you're listening to this, it's, you know, that you're understanding why I brought this because, you know, I bring technicalities in too, but why I felt the need to bring in more of this so that you can get out of your own way and really, really succeed and and just stop doubting and stop being so miserable all the time. And and I'm not saying that everybody is, but, but I know that when we all go home at night, we always are just, you know what didn't I get done instead of what did I get done? Right. And how, how horrible I was instead of, I should have this. And, um, and I just want us to all stop doing that. Just stop doing that and really start, you know, caring for yourself so that you can care for others. And, and it's so easy when that happens. It's just mm. so easy when you're, when you're giving of yourself and not expecting you know, all those things back. So I, I thank you so much. So again, I, I just want to remind everybody your, your podcast is called take the leap. Um, your book is called stop being a selfish bitch. You, bitch. you can get it on Amazon. We'll have all the links here as well. And then I also know that as we finish out here, you have a little gift you'd like to give to everybody. Yes. So I have a 10 day, uh, limitless playbook. So it's all the worksheets that I talked about, about finding your intention and getting in alignment with it. Um, I've broken it up over 10 days so that there is no excuse of I'm too busy. It's like a 10 minute worksheet a day that you can do for 10 days and you'll have the tools lined up to have your life and your mindset aligned with the future that you're wanting to create. That's awesome. Thank you so much for that gift. I really appreciate it. And so we'll have that link there as well so that everybody can grab that and a copy of it. And again, if you want to reach out to Tiffany, um, you'll want to go to uh, bluelotusmind.com. It's B-L-U-E-L-O-T-U-S, mind, M-I-N-D.com. And you can find out more information about her to have her come speak at your company or have her speak at your association or your church group or a conference, or a convention, or a retreat, or a workshop, <laughs> right? All of those wonderful things. Um, In your living room. I mean, I'll come yeah. talk anywhere. <laughs> <laughs> On Zoom. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, no. I just, I want to make sure that everybody knows. You know, some people just, they go, oh, that's really nice, but I don't want any of this to be a, you know, a listening thing. I want it to be a, an actionable. So thank you again for, for sharing time with us today and sharing these um, beautiful thoughts about how we can improve ourselves, um, you know, in, in, uh, and have a better life. I really, really appreciate it. And uh, for those of you listening, thank you so much for spending time with us today and, and carving out, you know, an hour to listen to what we have to say. I really appreciate it. And as usual, I want to tell you is, you know, take some action on what you've heard. Download, download um, this wonderful limitless gift and, you know, a 10 day gift and take it, Take and block out those 10 minutes so that they are a priority. 
to get this done, um, you know, it's always something I want to tell everybody to do is to, you know, book time to listen and then block time to execute, right? So again, Tiffany, thank you so much. And we will all catch you next time. Thank you for listening to Mortgage Lending Mastery. Looking to streamline and launch your practice by accessing Jen's tools, courses, classes, presentations, and resources? Visit jenduplessis.com to learn about the features and benefits thousands of other professionals have experienced by enrolling in Jen's lifetime membership program. Isn't it about time you consider a coach to take your business to new heights? Contact Jen to start your application process today. Thanks again, and be sure to tune in next week.